Welcome you to the program today, and uh, we're going to continue on with uh, with the story, my testimony, and beyond. And so uh, we will uh, get back into it here. So I just want to welcome you. We uh, we left off last time where I was uh, I was at let's see where was I at <laughs> this is unedited right so you're getting it raw and live. Um, I was uh, <clears throat> I was at the place where I was kind of dissatisfied a little bit with everything that was going on and had family problems and you know all kinds of stuff like that. So I was staying at my parents' house in those days because I was separated and going through all the the family issues and I just I just want you know I want people to know that you know we make we make these, <clears throat> you know, podcasts and blogs and stuff, but there's there's so much that's left out of the real life part of it. And so I just want you to know that that in this time, and uh, we could call it the meantime. And the reason they call it the meantime is because it is a mean time. So, you know, I'm staying at my parents, which is not easy. Uh, I go and see my kids all the time at the house. You know, there's issues with my wife. And... I'm doing a full-time job driving the truck. And, you know, it's it's just a busy, crazy time of life. And to be honest, you know, it, it, it was just very, very frustrating. And I want people to know so that there's an identification here with 
the fact that, you know, it wasn't like, well, I just, you know, brushed through this time and, you know, it was no big deal. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything got better or whatever. No, this was, this was a hard time. This was a terrible time. And, you know, I had lots of stuff going on. And it was, it was like a three-ring circus sometimes, you know. And so I just want people to be able to identify because people are going through stuff in their life. They're going through real stuff. They're going through hard times. People are going through issues and problems on their job with people on their job. They have family issues and family problems and problems with children and and parents and, you know, financial issues. People have problems in every area of life. And so I, I just want to be able to identify in these areas. I mean, think about it. That's why Jesus came to earth. To identify with us where we lived. You know, he didn't have any problems. He could have just stayed in heaven. He didn't have any issues. We're the ones that had the issue. We had a sin issue. And so he came and took on the form of a man, a human, so that he could identify with us in all of those problems, all of those issues, to the point of even becoming sin for us and taking all of that so we would no longer be under that penalty if we accepted his free gift of salvation. So what I, you know, what I'm always trying to do is, is not paint this rosy picture of you know, blue sky and sunshine every day, but identify with people that are in the storm. And when you're in the storm, you know, hearing about the blue sky and the wonderful weather someday doesn't help in the storm. They need to know what to do and how to do in the midst of the storm. So I'm in the midst of the storm, man. The wind's howling, the seas are raging, and I'm here to tell you that before it was over, at that season of my life, my boat was, <laughs> I mean, it was racked, it was twisted, it was broken, the masts, and the, the sails were gone, the masts were broken, the ship was bent and broken, and it was barely afloat. I mean, that's, that's the picture, that's how I felt. Even though I had a prophetic promise of that exact picture from years earlier in my life, that that is exactly how the testing times would be for me and how 
they would feel. I, I would feel like that boat that had been broken and twisted and pretty much destroyed. The promise was, is the ship of God's building would stand the storm, would survive the storm, and the sun would shine again, and great would be the shining thereof. That was the promise, prophetic promise I had at a presbytery meeting right after I got saved. And, and thank God that he gave me that word and many more during that conference because that's one of the things that held my anchor fast during the storm was a prophetic promise. So, but I, you know, I could barely think about that stuff in the midst of the storm. In the midst of the storm, you, you're just hoping to survive, you know. Somehow I gotta get through this. I gotta, I gotta survive this mess. And so, it was, uh, it was that kind of a time. And I didn't do, you know, I didn't always do so well in those times. I struggled in many areas, I failed in many areas, and, you know, I was, I was beat up. You know, the devil was handing me my butt on a platter every day. You know, it was just, it was just trying to get through every day. And this didn't go on just for days and weeks and months. It went on for a period of years. So, I think, you know, you have the picture now of the condition that I was in and the storm that I was going through. And I just wasn't in any way prepared for that kind of a storm, you know. I just, I just wasn't prepared in any, any way for any of this. So I'm driving the truck and at the end of, I'm trying to get these dates right, at the end of, toward the end of 1992, uh, the Holy Spirit began to break through into the cab of my truck and and just began to move on me in some some way. I I would just be driving and then I would just I would just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in the cab. And you know, many times I'd begin to weep. I'd just cry. And there were times when I had to stop the truck. I had to stop, pull off the side of the road and uh and just weep in his presence. And I really didn't know what was happening, but I remember one time I was I was in a remote area <clears throat> of eastern Washington by the Columbia River, and I was driving along the river, and the Holy Ghost just came in, and I began to weep and weep and weep, and I 
I couldn't drive. I had to pull over. And I got out of the truck and I walked a little ways down to the bank of the river and I just sat there on the bank of the river. I don't, I don't know how long, you know, maybe an hour. And just just weeping in the presence of the Holy Spirit and just kind of pouring out my heart, you know. And I really didn't know what was going on. And so one day... I'm driving along, and I think it was in uh, somewhere in Idaho, like maybe 40, 50 miles out of Boise, Idaho. I just, it, it just kind of a flashback. But I was driving along. I was listening to radio because I was always listening to Rush Limbaugh or, you know, some talk show crazy stuff. And, uh, and I was just driving along, listening to the radio. And all of a sudden, I I heard this voice inside me. The same voice like when I was at the at the beach, you know, watching the sunsets, and uh, and I knew it was the Holy Spirit. And He said, you know, if you would listen to me as much as you listen to that radio, I would get you out of this truck. And I was like wait, what? Are you kidding me? And I mean, I reached up in a hot second and flipped that radio off. I mean, I turned it off. And I was like, you just said to me, if I'd listened to you as much as I did that radio, which I listened to all day, you would get me out of this truck. Wow, that's amazing. Because I wanted more than anything in my world is to get out of that truck and get on with life, you know. So, then a couple weeks went by and nothing. The radio was off every day. I never turned it on again. But two weeks went by and nothing. No voice, Holy Spirit was quiet, nothing. And then right at the end, in December, t toward Christmas, and it might have even been the last day, or, or I think it was right toward the end of the year, like just before New Year's, I had a thought. A thought just came into my mind. Boom. I just had a thought. And the thought was, I wonder what would happen if I quit praying and begging God in English and started using my prayer language and started praying in the Holy Spirit, started praying in the Spirit. Now, my praying in English in those days was, Oh, God, oh, God, I... You know, I'm I'm so messed up. I've got all these problems, and you know, and blah, 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 blah. you know, that was my praying in those days. And I, you know, and you know, I don't belong in this truck. You know, I belong doing ministry or whatever. And you know, and I, I just, you know, I know God was so sick of hearing me. He probably just turned off my channel. And, I, and to be honest, I was sick of hearing me too. 
So I had this thought, I wonder what would happen if I quit that and started praying in the Spirit. I mean, I had never thought of that before in my life. I didn't even know for sure what praying in the Spirit was. I mean, I, I had... I had my prayer language, that's what they called it, that's what they said I had. And I could speak in tongues, but I didn't know much about it. So I had this thought, wow, I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen if I stopped begging God in English and prayed in the Holy Spirit. And that thought would not go away. It just wouldn't go away. And I thought about it for a few days. And it was like just the most amazing thought to me. I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen if I did that. So, I will leave it there for uh, this week. And next week, uh, we'll continue on. So I want to thank you for tuning in today, and uh, I'll uh, start again next week, and we'll find out what happened after I had that thought about praying in the Spirit, and we'll see what uh, we'll see what God did along those lines. So this is Jesus. <laughs> no, this is not Jesus. Sorry, this is Larry. Acts 29 today. <laughs> You can also catch my blog on www.axe29today.com. <laughs> oh, I need to wake up, eh? Anyway, I will see you next week. God bless.